thanks for joining me this morning. Uh, I'm talking with Abhishek Lahodi, the VP for Business Development for EMEA for Sapphire Ventures. Abhishek is based in their London office, so he has a really interesting perspective on uh, sort of U.S. to Europe uh, business relationships. Um, and I know Abhishek, I've seen you know, a number of your portfolio companies have uh, recently or are recently in the process of uh, currently in the process of opening offices abroad. Um, you know, I know I hear Dublin and London are favorable places for uh, U.S. businesses, and I know Italy and Spain have favorable living conditions. Um, but I'm wondering, you know, from your perspective, you know, why do you see companies choosing to open their uh, first office where they do? What factors go into those decisions? Yeah. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. Uh, it's it's exciting to talk about this stuff, and it's been sort of the, the focus of my career for the last couple of years. And what I do at Sapphire is basically advise uh, the same question that you just asked for a lot of our companies. Um, the, the idea of an HQ and, and where you're gonna open up in Europe is really tricky. Uh, there's millions of factors that can go into it. We tried to distill this down when we give advice into just the ones that are most important. So the things like, where are you currently based? Uh, what is the cultural, uh, significance for your company of are is there a lot of English speaking people in the com in the company and are your sales mostly in the US or in Australia or something um, they tend to direct you a little bit to a couple of cities so Dublin London Amsterdam are the three that we've seen most apt for our companies as we advise them um, they all have different factors to them that are really important uh, classically you know Dublin and Amsterdam have really great tax incentives for the moment. Obviously, that might change with recent news that's come up on global minimum taxes. London is a massive hub in Europe. Um, you can even extend into Germany a little bit if you want to talk about the different cities there. Uh, but generally, when I'm advising people on where they're going to go, I really want to understand what their market fit is like. So do they have any customers in Europe? Have they been trying to make any inroads already, which I, I highly recommend before anybody moves to Europe? They should have a couple of key customers that they can reference in the region. It helps a lot with just understanding your product market fit, but also understanding uh, what region you should go to and what sort of adjustments you really need to make in order to land successfully. And then really looking at the cities and understanding what you need. Um, talent is a really big issue across a lot of different parts of Europe, especially post-COVID as people have sort of returned back to where they're uh, originally from and maybe aren't in the hub cities and expect to work remotely. So understanding you know, where you're gonna look at talent, how you want to incorporate across currencies and so on. Distilling all that down, we chose Dublin, London, and Amsterdam as the three key locations and have uh, a couple different characteristics and questions that we ask to zero in on which one is the best. Awesome, that's really interesting. I didn't realize there were so many factors that go into that. Um, and what, what markets do you recommend that U.S. companies go to first? You know, what are those key cities? I know you mentioned three, three but uh, so what would be the, the key one? Yeah, I usually recommend London. Um, it's my priority for the most, uh, most of the conversations, rather, that I have. Um, that's based on a couple of factors. It's because the U.K. is still a very large economy. Um, Post-Brexit and all, obviously, things are a bit different in and have changed in some manners, but they haven't really affected a lot of the companies that we talk to. Uh, if anything, it's more of a shipping headache. And so we find London to be a really, really great hub for a lot of companies. There's a massive talent pool here. It's a huge economy. It's also one that's really built up and geared up for technology companies to come into. The government is doing a lot of different leaps and bounds in order to attract more talent here. 
as well as multilingual talent. So you're going to get folks who can easily sell into the Nordics or to Spain or Italy or to Germany or France or wherever. And culturally it aligns a lot with the American companies that we work with uh, or Australian companies for that matter. But just generally, it seems like an easier leap for companies to sort of align on the factors that are important. Um, as, as far as markets go in Europe, it's really important to be in the UK and we call it UK Ireland for that matter. But then the other markets to consider are the French market, which is quite large, the German market or DOC region, which is Germany, Austria and Switzerland, which are, is also very, very big. And then things like Benelux and the Nordics and Spain and Italy. Um, those are really the big markets, but they are just big based on economies. Um, when you're looking at your technology companies that are looking for innovative uh, buyers, you know, sometimes you want to err on the side of, of really tech forward countries like the Nordics or like Benelux or like Germany and wait for France. Though it's a large market, it might not be the right place to start out because there's a lot of cultural divide as well as desire for homegrown solutions. So again, tons of factors that go in there, but we always kind of zero in on London as our, as our key point. And I know I just recently, I mean, maybe it's been a month or two now, but I know London just recently hit the milestone of having a hundred, you know, unicorn companies uh, under their belt. Do you see the European market for tech companies growing? And do you see it getting to a place where it could compete with the American market anytime soon? Yeah, it is growing really fast from the VC perspective, you know, reading the newsletters that we read every day and seeing who's getting funded. It seems like half the funding announcements are coming out of Europe. I think as all European um, technology focuses have, have been in the past, it's always just like a couple of years behind the really big spikes in the US. So the US startup market has been hot for a while. The European market has sort of, I don't, I don't like the idea of catching up, but it's sort of now um, equalized a little bit. So I don't know that it's quite the same in terms of size yet, but there is a lot more incentive to become an entrepreneur. There's a lot of talent, a lot of knowledge when it comes to the technologies that they want to open up on with. COVID was kind of a weird equalizer for the regions because Europeans decided to go home uh, rather than live in the US. Things have, have really shifted in terms of mentality. So yes, the market's gonna grow. It's gonna keep growing. Uh, you're gonna see more and more unicorns. You know, The average um, funding size for late stage funds have, have sort of become that more unicorn-y thing from you know series c onwards as we've seen from tech, from the data in the last year and europe is going to see a huge growth that way um it'll compete with the u.s market it already does compete with the u.s market but there are going to be these cultural um dissimilarities that are going to prevent really really simple obvious like i will go for this company over that company and that's just because of um, where people will be starting what their sales teams will be like and how they'll sort of naturally grow that should equalize in more years but initially you know, it's just going to be something really fun to watch. Awesome. I agree. Uh, well, thanks so much for your time, Abhishek. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is lovely to, to sit and discuss this. And, and as I mentioned, it's been my life for the last four years.